0: HVAC 360, episode number 21, Job Site Etiquette, Couture, and PPE. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of HVAC 360. I'm your host, Matt Nelson. On this week's episode, we're going to uh, jump into the topic of uh, job site protocols and PPE, or personal protective equipment, and uh, I thought I'd throw in a fancy word, uh, couture, into the subject line, Uh, couture being uh, another word for fashion. That's a fancy word for fashion. And you know what? I mean, clothes on the job site have a lot uh, more to do with protection function than fashion, but, you know, as an engineer, hey, uh, this this equipment, this is couture to me. So, so leave me alone there. Um, I guess the the takeaway from this week's episode, I just want to make sure that everybody gets the the basics of what you want to do uh, when you go visit a job site. Uh, the protocols to follow, what you need to wear, some of the basic functions. Um, you know, having having said that, I am not an expert. Uh, you know, I'm I, I'm not a I'm not a certified safety expert or anything like that. Uh, but you know. Um, I realize that rules and laws vary from country to country, so uh, really uh, take this as a uh, point of departure like most of the informative topics that I talk about. Take it as a point of departure and uh, just see what, uh, what rules and regulations you have in your neck of the woods. Um, we're all here to learn, so uh, here we go. When we talk about job site etiquette, um, here's the protocols that you want to follow. In general, uh, when you talk about uh, job site etiquette really there's a a general contractor or a cm that's really going to be in charge of the job site they're going to be in charge of you know uh, the security, making sure that things uh, are coordinated properly. People are parking in the right spot uh, uh, in northern climates, making sure that the snow is cleared away. Uh, and, uh, you know, if there's, you know, flooding, making sure that that gets cleaned up. So really they're the, the, the kind of, uh, the protocol police, so to speak, uh, of the job site, uh, when we're dealing with, uh, when new construction, well, even ex- renovations. Um, so there's always going to be that level of control. And I guess what I want to stress here is that you want to be able to, uh, talk to them, uh, because they're going to have certain standards that they want to enforce, um, you know, it's kind of like a ship, you know, like a, you, you go onto a ship or an airplane, the captain and pilot, they're in charge. They're responsible for everybody, um, and I, th- that's, I think that you just carry that through to the job site. Take with the CM and the GC, um, CM, construction manager, GC, general contractor, what they do uh, and uh, what the protocols are that they have for, and policies that they have for their company and follow the, follow that. Really, I think that uh, some of the things that that you might encounter with the the general contractors or CMs um, is that they're going to have certain policies in place for, uh, 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 they might have like a little short course. Um, And this is kind of, you know, I'll take a step back here. Depending on the level of uh, your, I guess, um, the, the critical nature of what you're doing, you know, it's going to be a lot different um, if you're building a school than if you're building a uh, reto- uh, retail uh, strip mall than if you're b- building a, a government hospital or uh, some other, um, you know, high security uh, agency. Or if you're going to be, you know, building, um, you know, uh, something on a uh, a job site for a, a manufacturer, There there's going to be all sorts of different uh, types of procedures that are going to be in place, and really it, it falls to the general contractor and the, the CM, really to make sure that everybody gets acclimated to that. So if you don't know what you're supposed to do, you know, by all means, make sure that you communicate to these people um, and and kind of pick their brains and saying, hey, you know, what do I need to do? What do I need to bring to the job site? What do I need to do beforehand? Um, you know sometimes that might involve uh, you know taking a course uh, maybe it 's like a little four hour course about the policies and procedures of a certain manufacturing plant uh, maybe it 's just a you know fifteen minute overview of here 's the job site here 's the policies and procedures that we need to take you know here 's what to do in these situations so uh you know most of the time you 're going fi- to- find you know it 's going to be it 's going to be on the ladder um, uh you know it's, it's not going to be that in depth but you know there again it's on a case by case basis the more critical the the environment is and the more structured the environment is the more you're going more uh, kind of bells and whistles you're going to have to go in uh ahead of time uh if you're dealing with government work you might end up having to be fingerprinted go through a background check uh and have a photo id taken at a you know official um, um identification uh... creation place uh... so you know always keep that in mind it's not just going to be hey jump in the car go to the job site sometimes you really have to plan ahead uh... when you're going to be approaching the job site and know that you have everything in place so you just don't get uh... you know turned around i mean it could be you know if you were flying out someplace uh... to go visit a job site you know you may not be able to do anything and you have to fly back so it really is critical that you know what the steps are Uh, the policies that each job site have uh, when you go there. Uh, Standard things, you know, signing in, signing out. Uh, A lot of times, and, you know, especially, I I guess I'll say this to, uh, um, you know, engineers and commissioning agents, a lot of times when you're on the job site, um, you know, you want to make sure that everybody knows. Uh, So, you know, when when you approach the job site, um, you want to first find, you know, whether it be, you know, the superintendent um, for the, you know, I'll just, in this example, instead of just, you know, saying, you know, CM or GC, I'll just, you know, refer to it, the GC, the general contractor, the guy who has in, char- is in charge of the whole site. You're going to find the superintendent, the person who is supervising that, um, and you're going to go, you know, touch base with them, say, hey, you know, I'm on the job site, sign in, do what you need to do. Um, and uh, you know, just just make sure that he knows that you're there. Uh, kind of accomplishes a couple of different facts. If there's if there's somebody looking for you, they know that that you're there. Um, if there's something that goes wrong, they know that hey, you're in there, and they need you know they need to get you out. And also, it, it's really a good idea um, just to prove uh, that uh, you know you've been out there. Uh, sometimes uh, commissioning agents I know have uh, sometimes been accused of, you know, just being these ghosts that they'd show up at a job site and and then they'd leave and nobody would, you know, they'd be like, you know, were, were they here? Did they were they ever here? Uh, how many times did they come to the job site? I don't know. Use that uh, opportunity to check in and you know, uh, with the uh, the superintendent, to be able to, uh, you know. Just kind of validate the fact that okay, you're on the job site, you're working. Um, you know, here's what you're doing. You know, it gives a, gives you a good opportunity too to to check up on. Hey, you know, is anything going on? What's the progress like? Uh, things like that. Um, things that you need to. Uh, uh, I guess different situations around etiquette. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, a lot of in a lot of scenarios, you're going to have project meetings. Sometimes those project meetings are going to be on the actual job site, uh, in in a job trailer. Uh, A lot of times, you know, I'd say that, you know, I would you know park my car, go in there, and not necessarily have a lot of the uh, the PPE that I would uh, going on on the site. You know, depending on how strict they are, again, you're going to have to feel that out. uh, but, you know, a lot of times I will carry my hard hat. You know, if I'm going to go on the job site later, I'll just make sure I, br- I bring it with me because I'm usually not parking right next to the job trailer when I, when I do that. Um, obviously, site walkthroughs, you, you definitely want to gear up through that. And we're going to kind of go through the couture, the, the fashion, the, the PPE that you need uh, for that uh, in just a second. But um, I think that the one thing that uh, I'd point out is typically you're going to end up whatever the, whatever the policy is, you're going to end up wearing that protective gear all the way through construction uh, up until the time that uh, somebody uh, some official gives the official go ahead to say, okay, you know what, um, you know, you can occupy the building. You know what we'd call in the United States the the certificate of occupancy. Um, Once the certificate of occupancy has been issued, typically that's the signal saying, okay, anybody uh, who has business uh, being in the building can be in the building without protective equipment. There's no fear of anything falling on them, um, uh, anything like that. So that's what I would use as kind of the benchmark. Again, I default, you know, listen to the GC and the CM. Um, It's their site, you know, default to their, their protocols. but. In general, that's, that's, my, that's my kind of rule of thumb. Um, the one thing that you want to make sure of is that, um, you know, you don't necessarily want to follow the, um, you know, the rules and, and what you see with the contractors. You know, a lot of times you're going to see contractors who aren't maybe following the best uh, policies and procedures when it comes to uh, protective equipment. Uh, they won't be wearing their uh, eye protection. They won't be wearing hard hats, um, you know, things of that nature. Don't fall into their trap of not being protected. Um, so you want to make sure that you maintain your own policy consistently throughout. Uh, this is not to say that, you know what, if you're not, you know, you might take your glasses off because, you know, they fog up or you need to clean them off or, you know, it's, you know, for an inspection in a certain room, you can take them off. But in general... Have your PPE on, and establish that policy. So moving on to the protective equipment itself, uh, I'm going to basically start from a bottom-up approach. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I would, I guess, in general, what I what I'm going to recommend is that you establish a uh, a policy that dictates. You know, this is the kind of equipment that we're gonna that everybody in the company is going to be wearing on the job site. Uh, just you know so it kind of says you know sets the standard um uh, everybody you know there's no ambiguity about it there's no confusion um you know nobody says i didn't know they all have the policy and they're all going to all going to follow it um i think that's you know really that's what you need to do and and here's I, I guess the pieces of equipment that i'd put into that policy um you know so one before i start i guess in in general what i want to say is that uh... a lot of this equipment is based on um, just fitting in in general uh, you want to make sure that you know there's a couple different options that you can get uh... when you're looking at protective equipment i, I think when you make that choice across you know all the range here is that you want to make sure that you pick something that helps you fit in again you know a, a lot of times as an engineer and a lot of times as a as a commissioning agent uh you really don't want to stand out when you're talking with contractors you know it's almost like if you if you buy a new hard hat you want to go and get it muddy uh just to kind of you know not have that new hard hat look to it uh you really you know you want to be able to fit in so really make those choices um with that bent in mind um so starting with the shoes, um, you know, it was it was amazing. When I took a look at shoes, shoes, protective shoes come in all shapes and sizes. Um, you know, I think in general, you know, you wanted to get the steel-toed shoes, um, you know, that have the, you know, protective toe. Um, you want to have, uh, you know, some sort of non-skid sole. Um, there's special, you know, there's 101 different types of uh, different shoes that you could get uh, based on, you know, the type of flooring you're going to be on. And, you know, especially in different, uh, m- you know, manufacturing applications, uh, you can get ones that are resistant to oil. You can get ones that are insulated from electricity. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ones. Just get a, a standard non-skid sole um, is, is really, I think, all that you need, in my opinion. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to go for the metatarsal unless it's recommended by the manufacturer, or the you know again, by the uh, uh, whoever the, is control in control of the job site, I think just a, a, a plain you know, a protective toe shoe um, is adequate. Now, there's a lot of different varieties that you can get um, if you want to be fancy, if you're going to go to a, a you know a fancy meeting, but you still want protection. I've even seen these in penny loafers. I guess in general, um, things that I would want to avoid. Obviously, uh, you know, open-toed sandals, um, you know, heels. uh, Obviously, I'm talking to the ladies here. uh, But I think that, uh, you know, those are some of the things that you want to avoid. I mean, heels on a job site, there's no place for them. Um, You know, you you slip, you fall, um, you know, you twist an ankle. You know, there's metal grates everywhere. So it's really just a bad idea in general uh to be you know to be wearing heels on the job site so uh you know sometimes even you know depending on uh the the type of weather and the type of uh you know conditions you have out there you might want to have an additional pair of sh- you know protective shoes um you know in the variety of the uh the hip waders or the uh, um you know some sort of uh uh you know at least up to your knee kind of rubber shoes so i mean it can get really mucky out there uh and the last thing you want to do is, is lose a shoe in there so or or be dancing around um again it goes into fitting in if you can walk around the job site without you know having to dance around the puddles uh it you know kind of makes you fit in a lot better than you know if you were you know uh if you if you didn't and you were so when you talk about uh moving on to clothes i guess you know you really want you want to gear it towards more rugged clothing um, you 're going to end up there's going to be sharp edges here and there you're going to you 're going to want to protect yourself uh, you 're going to really want to wear long pants and that 's just kind of you know period uh, long pants you don 't want to again gearing towards the ladies you don't want to be uh, you know in a dress in a skirt um, i wouldn't recommend that at all um, you uh, um, you know you don't want to have you know no shorts no capris um wear pants uh to protect you know full length all the way down to your ankle um just for proper protection again when you're talking about you know um up top I would go with a uh, a collared shirt with long sleeves um you don't want to you don't want any sort of fancy blouses you don't want any uh ties um unless you're just going to the job job trailer um, then that might be okay. I still wouldn't necessarily wear a, a dress or a skirt, but you know, pants and uh, you know whatever kind of top you want to wear, that's fine. You know, I just wouldn't keep it, you know, low cut or anything. Just keep it, you know, completely, completely professional. This is not, this is not fashion. You're not trying to, uh, um, you know, you want to keep it. You want to keep it professional. Whatever you think looks professional, I think that's what you would would gear it towards. Um, if it gets hot, you may want to go to a, you know, a collared polo shirt. Um, definitely I wouldn't, I would think t-shirts are, uh, are a no-go in this area. But, you know, there again, establish that standard for your company. You know, is it okay for you to, uh, uh, you know, wear jeans on the job site. Is it okay for, uh, or maybe you want to standardize around, uh, maybe some sort of uh, a khaki Carhartt uh, a jeans, some some more of a, of a rugged pant um, that uh, that looks more professional. You know, it, it's it's at some point it's going to look more like a uniform when you're out there, but that's I think that's fine. You know, it 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 you know it's that consistency. You want to be protected, so I, I think it's all good in that in that vein. Um, you know, the jacket. Uh, another thing that uh, um, you're going to be out there, depending on what the weather is, um, you not, don't want to necessarily wear a lightweight jacket. Um, you want to have something more rugged. Here's another opportunity for uh, you know, I picked up a, a Carhartt jacket, which is in the U.S. is kind of more of a, a rugged workman's type jacket. You know, wear that to the job site. It really kind of it gets you to blend in, and, and, and puts the other contractors at ease. If you're if you're out there wearing, a, a, you know, a fancy designer coat, um, they might tend to look at you a little bit funny. Um, you know, even though, you know, it may not appear that way. At some and, and at some level, they're they're going to think, you know, okay, you know, here's somebody who's really doesn't understand me. Um, who's who's not, not at my level. So, you know, dress to blend in, in that regard. So, next we're going for the vest. Okay, we've talked about the shoes, we've talked about the clothes. Let's talk about a vest. Now, uh, a lot of times, I haven't worn a vest in the past, and only on certain job sites where I've been required to, but you know what? I, I think it's a great idea, and I'll tell you why. Um, this kind of stems back to driving a car. You drive a car and uh, you turn on your headlights and it you know until you get older you don 't realize okay well it's it 's not to help me see the road better necessarily. I mean when you talk about those dusk situations when you want to or you know when it 's when it starts to rain out it 's not that you need your headlights to be able to see in those kind of conditions you know there 's plenty of light out there 's that 's not a problem. The issue is having you be seen by other people, and the same thing goes true is true with a high res vest and there's different kinds of vests you know they're cheap they're inexpensive. I would just stick with you know the highest visibility you can get um just a high vis vest um and what that is is uh you know there's certain vests that come in they're usually lightweight and it's not not a big deal and you can pick them up at any big bucks. Um, hardware, you know, store um, or other, you know, professional store uh, around, but the high vis they actually have, you know, the, the reflective tape that you'd see on, um, you know, you think about uh, anybody working on, um, you know, highways. Just when light shines, when light shines on it, it just kind of like glows. That's the high vis uh, sort of vest. They come in high vis and non high vis. There's no reason why you shouldn't get just a high vis vest, uh, high visibility that stands for high vis vest, uh, just out of the box. Um, and again, it's about you being seen. Uh, there's a number of times when you know I'm just standing around, you know, looking at a set of drawings, looking up. You know, if I can have something that you know alerts somebody around me that I'm there, you know, that's a good thing. They don't run into me you know i don't run into them uh you know it's 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 perfect it's it's money well spent uh just to have that high vis vest on um so you know i would i would put that on these standard things um you know standard ppe that i would i would wear uh eye protection very 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 important i mean th- this really when you talk about eye protection probably the mo- most uh most violated uh, piece of safety equipment that people don't uh, tend to wear, um, and it really is critical. You know, to, I guess I speak from the standpoint that I've actually, and this is not a you know, a you know, a uh, um, a um, job-related incident, but I was out doing uh, you know building a uh, um, uh, uh, building a treehouse for my kids, and I was uh, using a little Dremel drill. And uh, I was just taking off some uh, screw heads on the inside to do some finishing touches. I was wearing uh, safety gal- safety glasses doing that, yet somehow a shard of that metal managed to embed itself in my eye. And I guess here's my point. It took me a number of trips to the optometrist, to the eye doctor, to really get, to get that out. Um, they got a couple little shards out but they had to wait for another shard and it was just a big hassle time off work um you know obviously incidental medical bills really and, and and very very uncomfortable uh for that time um that i had that metal shard in my eye i mean it was just the smallest thing you couldn't see it i couldn't see it i could feel it it looked like you know it just felt like somebody had a, like a eight penny nail driven in my in my eye it was it was just that annoying so, again, no reason not to wear uh, the protective glasses. Um, and, you know, this is where you don't look around to the other contractors. You wear them religiously. Obviously, there's going to be some times when you're going to take them off, like I said, but, you know, wear them as much as you possibly can. You know, be, be a good role model uh, for the rest of the contractors out there. The one thing that I will say uh, to make it a little bit easier, uh, and you know, I guess this kind of, in, a, in the same vein, it makes it easier, but it kind of goes against another safety r- regulation. But I usually like to keep my uh, safety glasses on little, uh, a little lanyard, a little thing that uh, attaches to the end of the glasses, if you know what I mean. Uh, and then you can put them around your neck. So if you're not wearing them, they can just hang there. Uh, that way they 're always within reach you don 't have to set them down anywhere or, or stick them in your pocket or forget about them they're always they 're always just right there. Um, obviously, it might be some of a, a safety hazard if you 're around equipment that 's spinning, but uh, a lot of times you can get ones with little you know suction cups uh, on the ends that would just kind of uh, pull away anyway so not as bad as a tie, but I think that uh, you know if they 're on your head you 're probably not going to be close enough to those spinny things anyway um, when we're talking about, um, I guess last but not least, let's talk about hard hats. Hard hats, they come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, different uh, I guess uh, different trades uh, tend to have different sh- you know shaped hard hats. I know that you know steel workers will tend to have one shape of a hard hat. Um, you know sometimes the different trades will have different colors of hard hats. I would just pick a white one. You know, unless you know different again, you know, it varies by location. Just pick a white hard hat. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of them that you can get with uh, your favorite, you know, sports teams or uh, you know, your national flag. You you can get those, but again, in the sense of fitting in, um, you know, just something plain and white. I think the the important thing for the hard hat um is uh just to get one with an adjustable fit on it uh they tend to be ones they have a little knob on the back of them they're a little bit more expensive uh than the than the other ones well worth the price and and you know we're not talking you know much it's probably you know uh, just a couple more dollars to get that you know adjustable little ratchet thing so you know that way you can put it on your head fit it to your head and you're good to go from there um, so that is it on hard hats. So, uh, you know, and personally, you know, one thing I like to do is, uh, you know, with some of this PPE, especially like hard hats, I'll always keep a spare. You never know when you're, you're taking out, uh, uh, somebody, uh, whether it be, um, a, uh, a new employee or somebody else, um, you know, somebody forgets a hard hat. Hey, I got a spare. You can borrow that. Uh, just to make sure that people are safe, um you know hard hat glasses usually they'll they'll have their own PPE but um there again um, that is kind of the fashion the go tour, the PPE protective equipment that i would I would recommend um you know part of part of the policy you might end up uh, establishing for your company that uh, you're gonna pay for a set of PPE You know, and it it you know really it's not that expensive. The probably the most expensive thing you really uh, pay a a good bit of money on are the shoes. Um, The rest are pretty you know pretty much a commodity you know plastic lightweight fabric um, things like that. But the shoes um, you're probably going to pay a little bit more on. And I'll just say this: don't skimp on the shoes. If you're going to be out there for a day of testing. You know, it, 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 you know, runners know this. You just don't buy cheap because it's going to fall apart. It's not going to last, and you're going to have your your. It, it's just going to kill your feet. So spend a little bit more extra money on getting proper shoes uh, that that you can stand in all day, uh, that you can work in and do your testing in, and, and or do your you know site investigations on. Uh, it really is worth it. You know at the end of the day, I kind of some a lot of times I just leave them on my car I'll swap them out with the other pair of shoes that I can just slip on um so I don't necessarily have to to wear them in my car so that way they're always in the trunk. I don't have to worry about you know whether I have them or not and and I keep all my p p e in the uh, in the trunk of my car so when I go to the job site i'm all I'm all ready a little bit extra um let's talk about training so now we've we've talked a little bit about the protocols. We've talked a little bit about the the fashion uh, of our job. Uh, And now let's talk a little bit about training. Because now that we know, okay, what we're supposed to do on the job site and what we're supposed to wear, it's good to know some fundamentals about, um, you know, just safety in general. Uh, In the U.S., we have the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA. um, And they have a, you know, a, a standard... Um, you know, like a 10-hour course or a 30-hour course for supervisors. You know, again, working into your policy, I think it would be a good idea to to work some sort of continuing education um, or some some of these certifications into your standard policy. You know, whether it be uh, you know NFPA 70, which which covers electrical and electrical hazards, um, things like that. I'm I'm I didn't even get into you know um you know wearing you know arc protection that kind of you know fl- arc flash protection uh type of equipment i'm just talking basic standard walk around the job site equipment um but there again you know if that's part of what you do and what you're responsible for you're going to have to kind of extend what you get as far as PPE, but getting that education on knowing exactly what you, what you need to have and uh, 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 the courses that you need to have, the education that you need to have, very important. Um, and again, work it into your policy. Say, you know what, you know, all, all our uh, you know, commissioning agents or anybody that goes out in the field has a minimum of uh, you know, this level of training, um, and some of the supervisors have an advanced level of training. So that's always good to show that, that you're being proactive, you're being prepared. Another thing that you can do, and you know, a lot of people have uh, you know weekly meetings uh, in their departments. Not a bad idea to have a, uh, a like a, a a toolbox talk. Um, typically, when you when you're talking about the contractors, um, they'll have the the, uh, the job box talk, the toolbox talk. On a weekly basis, or you know, a daily basis, well, they'll get together and they'll talk about safety. Um, that's part of their safety program um, that they'll do, and, and that they're uh, sometimes they're required to do uh, for uh, you know maintaining a safe working environment uh and you know these are some things that, that you know you read it's like you know 5 minutes but it may be a good idea somebody maybe who's uh, younger in your organization uh to be able to latch onto this um i'm sure you can find some uh, resources online for just some some free tips on uh you know things uh things to wear you know i mean it's it's easy it can go anywhere from you know tips on uh you know the proper use of a ladder i mean really you know just to be safe there's a lot of little things that you know it's like everybody's like oh yeah i know how, i know how to use a ladder well really let's talk about some of the ways that you know ladders uh, you know affect people and falling can really affect people so what's you know determine what's safe what's not safe any knowledge is good knowledge so whether you're talking about um ladders whether you're talking about um you know what to do in event of a, an emergency um what to do in event of a spill um you know hydration uh, you know, protection. If you're on a, working on a roof, if you have like a, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, like uh, skin lotion. I don't know what you suntan lotion. I guess um, you know, knowing what sort of uh, protection that you need in those kind of scenarios. So it's always good to, to be able to take that on a weekly basis and give that to somebody um, so that you can keep up and, and you document that. So you know, it just it looks good and it's good practice. So, and it's just it's a professional thing to do. All right, so that's pretty much it. We've gone through the job site etiquette. We've gone through uh, the protective equipment and a little bit a uh, little bit of training. I think all that kind of covers um, a lot of what you can do. Um, I think there's some good tips in there, and if you have any other tips, uh, you know, let me know. Uh, give me a give me a holler. Uh, you can shoot me an email at matt at buildingx or you can go to the uh, the blog and leave a comment uh, on the uh, the episode and the show notes at uh, buildingx co. So if you have any other tips or comments, just let me know. Uh, if this is valuable to you. I'd appreciate if you'd share somebody who may not know of the program. Um, We're trying to build, uh, you know, uh, know, get this out to as many people as possible. Again, I do this because, you know, I want to share the knowledge that I have, and I think it's important for us to kind of, uh, you know, uh, um, share what we know. You want to be able to have some programming that's specifically geared towards you and your profession, uh, so this is our opportunity. The more opportunity that we have, uh, the more people that we get together, the greater the community and the greater the sharing that we can actually learn from. So that's, that's kind of why it's important to just, you know, share it with one person. Make that your goal today. Uh, share it with one person that, that may not know. And maybe it's not this episode. Um, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's another episode that you've listened to. So uh, if you do... Uh, Want to keep in touch with me? You can follow me at Twitter. I'm at BuildingX. And uh, other than that, uh, if you want to know a little bit of insider information or what's coming up on the next shows, you can always sign up for, uh, for our newsletter. It's on the, uh, the BuildingX.co website right on the front on the uh, upper right there. So you can just simple sign up, and we send it out monthly. And they uh, contain little, little gems of knowledge. So uh, I guess that was it, and I'm going to wrap it up. So and until next time, remember, know what you build and share what you know.